Details are still trickling out about the recent hacking attack on health insurer Anthem Incorporated, which potentially exposed data of 80 million current and former health plan members and some employees. However, already there are plenty of privacy and legal questions emerging from this case. I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, executive editor at Information Security Media Group. Today, I'm speaking with attorney Mark Vosis, a partner at Kaufman, Dolowich, and Volek, whose practice focuses on insurance and liability issues. Mark will be helping us sort through some of the privacy, legal, and insurance issues that are already emerging from the Anthem breach. Hi, Mark. Hi, Maria. Good to speak with you today. You too. Now, Anthem has indicated that the database that was hacked was not encrypted. Anthem also says that the data potentially compromised in the hack included names, addresses, social security numbers of health plan members, and the Department of Health and Human Services considers that sort of data protected health information under HIPAA. So, being that this PHI was not encrypted, is this data breach considered a HIPAA violation, and why? Marianne, I think it's too early to tell exactly the nature and extent of the information that was obtained in this in this criminal cyber attack on Anthem. What I can tell you is only what's being reported so far. And so, what we know so far is that, per the CEO of Anthem, member data accessed included names, dates of birth, member ID and social security numbers, addresses, phone numbers, email addresses. And employment information, but so far the investigation and what's been reported by Anthem indicates that there was no diagnosis or treatment data exposed. Now that's important because while HIPAA may apply to this, when you don't have the disclosure of diagnosis or treatment data, you have a better chance of pushing back and saying, "Well, there have not been HIPAA violations." Where the analysis may focus in on is whether or not. The other information that was disclosed in this data breach related to payment under the insurance plans. That may result in a finding that there was a HIPAA violation. But again, I think it's way too early to tell whether or not there has been any kind of indication of a HIPAA violation. Now, with respect to your comment concerning encryption, what's being reported is that Anthem did not encrypt its data while it was at rest, meaning while it was on their own servers. They do, however, engage in, in encryption of data as it's being sent outside of Anthem. Now, there have been some reports that that's being done because, under HIPAA, the free sharing of this information between between partners, health partners, the business associates, and the covered entities is required. That's the free flow of information is, on some level, a good thing. Free flow of information outside of those parties that should have that information, of course, is a bad thing, and that's what's happened here. So,、uh, to answer your question with respect to encryption, the security rule that's put in place under HIPAA does not require the use of encryption. However, if you you are not going to encrypt data, you have to document exactly why you are not encrypting it. What alternate means you are using to protect that data, and then you have to support it with your rationale for the decision. It's usually safer to encrypt the data than to try and find an alternate means by which to keep the data safe. 
So now, Mark, there have already been a number of class action suits that have been filed in the wake of the Anthem data breach. And as you said, details of this breach have not yet been disclosed. So are plaintiffs jumping the gun with these suits? And what will they need to show in court in order for these suits to be successful for them? Do they have to show damages of ID theft? Do they have to show fraud resulting from this breach? What are the obstacles so far that you've seen? Well, Marianne, the filing of cases happened at such an alarming rate and so quickly after the disclosure of this data breach. For example, in one case that was filed in the Central District of California, captioned Morris versus Anthem, it was filed a day after Anthem disclosed this this data breach resulting in the disclosure of, of what's been reported as around 80 million customers' information and those participating in these plans. These lawsuits are alleging breaches of contract, violations of California Data Privacy Act and other state privacy acts, and unfair competition claims, just to name a few. These suits are alleging that, Anthem, you had my personal information. You told me that you were going to keep it safe, and in fact, you had a duty to keep it safe, but you didn't do that. So therefore, the money I paid to you under my plan, I overpaid because you were not providing the level of service that you said you were going to provide in protecting my personal information. It's interesting, this is a damage analysis or a view with respect to damages that was advanced in another case involving a health insurer, which was AvMed, and that took place in Florida. That dealt with the theft of two laptops in 2009, but that involved 1.2 million records as opposed to the alleged 80 million in the Anthem case. The case there was settled because the plaintiffs took $10 for every year they were covered under the plan for a maximum of $30. Using AvMed as sort of the a bellwether claim with regard to damages, you look at the numbers that are involved and a settlement in that case a total settlement fund of $3 million was set up involving 1.2 million records. Here we have 80 million claims. So if you do the math and you divide it appropriately, we're looking at a tremendous number here in the event that the plaintiffs are able to settle this case with Anthem. With regard to what plaintiffs have to prove, I really can't speak to that based on the nature of my practice. I'm involved in a number of coverage issues involving coverage under data privacy policies as well as other policies that uh, some policyholders believe there may be coverage under, so I don't really feel comfortable with that. In addition, my practice extends to actually defending companies that have lost personally identifiable information as well as protected healthcare information. So now, as you mentioned, these lawsuits that are being filed potentially could result in you know, enormous settlements. Uh, some of the cases already filed are seeking up to $5 billion. It's also been reported that Anthem does have cyber insurance. So in light of the size of this breach, based on what's known so far, and some of these lawsuits that have been filed, can cyber insurance ever fully cover an incident like this? And what, what sort of recommendations do you have to companies who are considering cyber insurance? 
Marianne, every single industry after an event like this sees an uptick in the interest in the purchase of cyber insurance. Over the years since cyber insurance has been made available, the limits that are being purchased by companies is increasing at an exponential rate year after year. After the target data breach, the retail industry went streaming into their broker's offices and wanted to find out more about the product so that they could sort of shift that risk onto the insurance carriers in the event of a data breach. Uh, with regard to the healthcare industry, my discussions with underwriters and insurance companies have similarly increased a dramatic uptick in the interest in purchasing cyber insurance to protect against the costs that are involved in these types of, of incidents. The, the limits that are being put together now, if we look at three data breaches, Home Depot, Target, and Anthem, Home Depot had a, a cyber tower that reportedly reached $100 million. The costs involved in the Home Depot data breach uh, are allegedly around $70 million. So while it's pushing towards the top end of that coverage tower that has been put in place, it seems like that tower was appropriately put together and did help shift some of that or that risk from Home Depot and its shareholders onto the insurance carriers. Similarly, in Target and its data breach in 2013, uh, there was an, uh, a reported cyber tower. The cost was $150 million, but in that case, the insurance was reported to be about $40 million. So you can see when these events happen, and there is a cyber tower that is not sufficient to cover all of these costs, it is therefore going to be on the company to make up those costs because you must comply with the notification rules. There is no way around it. And the notification rules are different depending on what state you are in and which states are impacted because of the loss of the information. So now, Mark, there's already been some discussions down in D.C. and also in, in various states about regulations that focus on uh, mandatory encryption and you know some other things. What sorts of regulatory actions or investigations do you think we're going to be seeing related to this anthem breach? Well, there will certainly be an investigation by the FBI into how this happened. That is more for the protection of... Uh, Anthem and to protect other companies going forward because if we get an understanding of how these breaches occur, who is who are responsible for these breaches and how we can prevent them in the future, that is a real, real benefit to, to companies in the United States and abroad. Now, we, we may be seeing an investigation by the Health and Human Services, the Office of Civil Rights, into whether or not there's been a HIPAA violation in this case because there could potentially be some protected healthcare information that was disclosed uh, or there might be information related to payments under a, a health insurance plan that could trigger some kind of violation under HIPAA. But right now we don't have those facts to make that determination. Of course, of course, the Office of Civil Rights is looking into protecting individuals' privacy when it comes to their health care information. With respect to the investigation by maybe state attorney generals, it's possible. I think that the letter from the Connecticut Attorney General that was sent on behalf of 10 other states is a, a first step to letting Anthem know, while we initially supported you and your notification of this breach, 
we need to know that our constituents here in the states in which we we serve that their interests are being properly and adequately protected. So now, Mark, again, you know, it's early in this whole investigation of what happened. So far, what would you say the main data privacy and other lessons that healthcare industry organizations should learn from this anthem breach when it comes to protecting their health members or patients' data? The lessons learned, at least initially with regard to the anthem breach, is that you can never be diligent enough in the in the monitoring of your data. The other thing is encryption. It's an easy way to protect data. And while there are certain hurdles to making data available to the parties that need it when you encrypt it, there's got to be a workaround whereby the individuals who are authorized to have access to it should have access to it when they need it. Uh, without having to overcome tremendous hurdles related to the encryption of information. But encryption is one way to definitely make sure that the, the information will be at least tougher for bad actors to, to get their hands on. Some other takeaways from this are generally applicable to any breach. It's find out how the breach occurred, shut the breach down, notify those people that could potentially be affected, and set up a means by which to communicate with those individuals so that they are not susceptible to phishing scams, so that they are not susceptible to other types of scams whereby they may suffer additional harm as a result. Quick communication, answers to the questions that they have, setting up a call center whereby individuals who who could potentially be impacted can get answers to their questions because as the Connecticut Attorney General's letter stated, it's the frustration by those that could be exposed to the stealing of their identity or other events concerning their credit, they get concerned. So responding to them and providing them with adequate answers that you are, are addressing their concerns in real time as much as possible is a good way to handle these types of events. Thanks, Mark. I've been speaking to attorney Mark Vosis. I'm Marianne Kobasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.